Hello, and welcome back to Praise Be Podcast. I am still Kelsey, and even though I've taken a small hiatus from doing the podcast, uh, that didn't change who I am. I'm still Kelsey. Um, So I would just like to give a little uh, background on why I have been MIA for the past couple of weeks. Um, So I am currently working on my bachelor's in psychology, and I had to take a couple of math classes, and I am so, so fucking horrible at math. Just so bad at math. I, my class basically consisted of adding fractions and I am just so glad it's done because, I mean, that was a struggle. So, um, I had to take a break from doing the podcast in order to, you know, get my studies on focus. But, uh, while I took my little break, I decided to download and watch, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, the movie. And, um... So I just wanted to spend this episode uh, talking about the movie from 1990s um, and just kind of go into that. Uh, So it's not going to be too long of an episode, but it's definitely going to cover some important things. But before I even get into my episode, um, I wanted to talk about um, a couple of things that have happened since I last uh, recorded. Um, so the first thing is that, um, while I was on hiatus, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, was getting confirmed and he had his confirmation hearing. And I think that it's so important that we talk about the way that women have taken the handmaid's tale and kind of turned it into this publicity protest. And it's kind of like a universal symbol. Now, if you see someone in a red cloak with a white cap, you immediately know that what they're doing is protesting against, um, you know, the way that men treat women and the way that these extremist men want to take away women's reproductive rights. So uh, just like a little background on uh, Brett Kavanaugh, he is um, an extremist right wing uh, judge, and he is getting confirmed into the Supreme Court. Um, and women were silently protesting him in their Handmaid's Tale costumes because he would be the swing vote that would abolish Roe v. Wade um, from 1973. Uh, and women are scared that if this man comes into power, that we're going to lose our right to a safe abortion. Because if you get rid of safe abortions, that does not mean that women are going to stop having abortions. It just means that women don't get the opportunity to go see a doctor and have it safely. Um, So I always, I'm so confused why this is even, you know, discussed in court, what people are doing with their bodies you know, what people are doing with their bodies, but more so with the help of a doctor. Like, what does it matter to Brett Kavanaugh if, you know, a woman wants an abortion? Like, is he got is he going to take care of their child? It's, it's insane to me that he even has that much power. Uh, but I think that the way that women are protesting lately, silently and together and 
you know, coming together as a community of women with the same beliefs that, you know, women deserve these rights that they have to fight for. I think that it's so great. And I'm so glad that we have this platform of Handmaid's Tale and also just this platform um, uh, as women to speak out and say what uh, we are against, um, because that hasn't always been the case. Um, so that happened while I was on hiatus. And then this morning I log into my phone. And since I spend so much time, uh, looking up the handmaid's tale, um, I get little notifications about the handmaid's tale. So I'm looking at my phone and I see that there is now, uh, since Halloween is coming up, very closely next month. I'm super excited. I'm a big Halloween fanatic. I already have both my costumes and I've had both of my costumes since June, but don't judge me too hard. Um, but I saw there was a sexy handmaid's tail costume and I have kind of a range of opinions because at first, um, when I was talking about Halloween costumes with my best friend, I was thinking, oh, we should just uh, be handmaids. And in my head, I'm not picturing sexy handmaids because, you know, that's not what I, I don't associate handmaids with sexy. Uh, I do associate them with sex, but more rape sex, not uh, sex appeal. But um, but I, I see the joke. I understand the joke. If women want to dress how women want to dress, go for it. But like. You also have to know the background of Handmaid's and Handmaid's Tale and, you know, be aware of the insensitivity um, of the costume. And this goes for, like, them making every single thing that's in pop culture sexy. Like, it's kind of degrading that you have to be, like, a sexy this or a sexy that. Like, just do what you want to do. But, um, you know... So that's out there. If anybody is planning on being a sexy handmaid, uh, can you please send me a message on my Instagram at praise be podcast um, or just shoot me an email at praised be podcast at gmail.com. And uh, let me know if you plan on dressing up as a handmaid for Halloween. I would love to see those costumes and I would love to post them. Um, so Lastly, before we get started on the episode, um, if you can hear me more clear and you think that I sound great uh, and, you know, it sounds different than previously recorded, I would just love to give a shout out to a fellow podcaster um, at Backlog Exposed. So this podcast is kind of about... Um, uh, gaming and the gaming world. And if you're into that, I would suggest you listen to it. It's two men, um, just talking about their games and everything. And, uh, they, they have a full season now. Uh, they're already up on episode 16. They talk about Fortnite. They talk about, you know, every game that's coming out. Um, so it's pretty great. Um, but they sent me a brand new microphone and I would just like to shout them out and thank them so much for this microphone and uh, this chance to record and sound great. Uh, so that way my episodes can come through more clearly and um, everybody can better understand what's happening 
with me and with my podcast. So thank you, Backlog Exposed and Kevin Lane. Um, So let's get into the episode. Uh, this is just going to be like a little brief uh, overview about The Handmaid's Tale, the movie that came out in 1990. So I watched this movie and I liked it. I did. It was kind of kitschy, but I really enjoyed it because I like the story of The Handmaid's Tale. And this was just like an hour and 50 minutes of just right from season one, episode one of the TV show to the season finale of season one. That's all they have, you know, because they didn't go further than the book. And um, it was pretty, it was okay. It it had a different tone than the TV show. And I love the TV show so much more because of the tone. Because in the movie, um, so the movie is starring Natasha Richardson as Kate or Offred. So instead of June, her name is Kate. And then we have uh, Faye Dunahue as Serena Joy and Robert Duvall as the commander. So I did enjoy the commander and Serena being older um, and being like more gruff because it makes more sense to me that they would be that way since we're talking about infertility in the United States and obviously the people that are in charge and the people that have the the rights to a handmaid would show more signs of infertility and usually infertility is more common in older people so I liked that they were older I did um but There was a lot of things that this movie just didn't do well on. Um, So first, the costumes. I mean, the costumes were so bad. And I feel bad if you thought those costumes were not bad. I know a couple people really love blazers, and I'm just not one of those people. I hate blazers. So, of course, all of the wives are wearing these atrocious blue blazers and then the handmaids have to wear this uh sheer cloth over their head and it's like the same cloth that if you were going to get a hotel with your boyfriend you were going to set the mood by putting you know a red hanky over top of the lamp to make it all moody that's what they put on top of kate's face to show that she's a handmaid and to give her away as a handmaid um so Eh, the costumes were shitty and they obviously cannot compare to um, the costumes on the current Handmaid's Tale TV show because, I mean, we're in a whole new time where things, where you watch something and you're immediately transformed um, into that place. Uh, whereas in the early 90s, uh, you know, late 80s, like they didn't really have the same resources that we have now. Um, So there was the costumes. And um, I also really didn't like Kate as a protagonist. I thought she was kind of shitty as a person. So Kate kind of chooses this life of handmaidenness because I guess it's either that or the colonies and she knows she's fertile and she just saw her husband get shot. So she's like, I might as well be a handmaid. I'm white. And um, that's what I'm going to do. So I did like the fact that the movie 
uh, kind of showed you that they had like this choice, like either they're going to go to the colonies and die or they're going to be a handmaid uh, because they kind of mentioned that in uh, the television show, but they don't, the Marthas are more the ones that like mention it uh, versus the handmaids talking about it. So I think the, the fact that we saw Kate kind of choose this life um, also, one of the saddest parts is when they're rounding up all the people um, of uh, color. Like, basically, if you weren't white, they brought you to the colonies. And that's kind of how the book dictates it as well. Because in the book, it's like, it's kind of Hitler-esque. Like, it's, if you're not this Aryan great person... Uh, we don't want you to reproduce for us. And I mean, what would our show be without Samira or, you know, um, I mean, there's just so many great actresses in, in the show that we would lose if we uh, did that. We took away the people of color and ethnicity, but um, the movie, I think showed it in the way that the book was written. Um, and so that was something uh, that was, kind of interesting um but it definitely lacked diversity because they got rid of everybody that had that wasn't white so um there was that uh but let's get back to kate so kate is a horrible person so kate is running away uh it's not as like thrilling as the first five minutes of episode one of handmaid's tale so she's running away and then she gets caught and then kind of like, it's kind of confusing how she gets caught, but she gets caught and then they shoot her husband and she's like sad for a second, like not devastated, not the same way that June is. Um, and then she becomes a handmaid and she goes to the red center and then the red center, uh, was kind of great because it reminded me a lot of boot camp. Um, so I was in the military for a time and the red center in the movie was exactly like my first day of boot camp, terrifying, scary, confusing, sad. And so I, I really identified with that scene, but Kate just goes in. She does great. Everybody wants her to be their baby mama. And um, she's just thriving there. And she kind of charms the pants off of Serena because she's smart. Um, and Serena knows that she already had a kid. And, um, you know, so she just goes into her new life. And I feel like she immediately forgets that she was ever married. Um, because <laughs> she falls immediately in love with Nick. And it was so horrible. Her relationship with Nick made me so uncomfortable. It was just like stupid. And the movie took, it lost its point because, you know, the, the plot and the tone of Handmaid's Tale is supposed to be this plot of like this woman who is depressed and she's in this dystopian society and yada yada. And then they kind of turned it into a romance movie and it became about uh, Offred and Nick's forbidden romance while Offred is still kind of like smooching up on the commander. So she begins to like coke and joke around with the commander, Robert Duvall. And 
Um, she like sits on his lap. He gives her gifts. They play games. They're like friends and they're very friendly. And it, you don't feel the same level of, um, you don't feel the same level of tension that you do when you watch the show and you see Alfred and Fred communicate in their forbidden, uh, their forbidden meetings in his uh, parlor as you do. So in the movie, it's more like two friends hanging out, even though they shouldn't be because uh, one is married and the other one is like a servant. Um, And it's really weird, their relationship. But I think another thing that they did great was um, the ceremony scenes. It, it became immediately uncomfortable. So if you are um being attacked or rape there's obviously no right way to be attacked or rape and there's no one way that someone would react so i like the the differences between the two so as i said in an earlier episode when june is getting raped she disconnects uh she starts thinking about other things um, start singing about her daughter and her husband and her life and, and, you know, how does she get here? Uh, but when Kate is getting raped, she is loud and aggressive and she's very uncomfortable and it makes Serena Joy uncomfortable. It makes everybody uncomfortable. I'm, I'm amazed that, uh, the commander could even, uh, complete because of how loud and, you know, um, vocal she was about how much she, hated the rape. And I think that that was like a really incredible scene that they shot, especially if we look back at the time of the nineties, you know, sex was just kind of coming in and being prominent, but it's, it definitely wasn't the same way that it is today where we just see sex on television all the time. I mean, you could turn on the TV, onto FX, onto, you know, NBC, onto ABC family. I mean, you turn on the TV and there's going to be a sex scene. Um, but in the the late 80s, early 90s, like this is now just becoming a thing. So I thought it was great that they still showed it. And it was still just as cringeworthy as it was on uh, the TV show. So I applaud them for that. Um, but, you know, I just still can't get past how horrible Kate is as a person. And, I mean, spoiler alert. She kills her friend, the commander. She fucking kills him. And then Nick just gets her out of there, throws her in a, a, um, a trailer in the middle of the woods and is like, oh, we'll find Hannah. We will. Or we won't. We might. And she's just like, okay, I'm pregnant. Like, that's fine. I'm having your baby, Nick. Like, I forgot all about my other family. I don't know. I didn't like the way that they made... Uh, Kate's character just kind of nonchalant about the fact that she is a handmaid and she lost everything in her journey to becoming a handmaid. Um, It just kind of, it didn't make sense to me and I didn't like it. Um, So that was that. Um, I also, so a little bit about the movie like and how the movie did the movie did horrible it did not make enough in box offices um 
it it didn't make a lot in box offices. It got a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, people just didn't respond to it the same way that I think people would have responded to it now and the way that people are responding to the television show. Uh, it did so horribly. And I think a lot of that has to do with the time period. And I think that's because um, this that was like a new time and... Um, it wasn't that the actors were bad or anything, but I think that people were a little bit, um, they were afraid to like something like this because it, it was a time where women are just now becoming more vocal about who they are and what they want. Um, and so, you know, now we look at women are more involved in politics. Uh, you know, women are more involved in protesting. But in the late 80s, that wasn't really the case. And so I, I'm not surprised that the movie didn't do that well in the theaters. And, the, and that the television show did so well. Because when the television show first came out, they put that thing out. Perfect timing right when Donald Trump was getting elected as president. And then his presidency is kind of making this show even more great in a horrible way, but even more great because of the way that the political climate is turning out. Um, we see some things in the show that were like, oh no, like that's relatable and it's scary, but I don't think that this it was the same as, in 1990, um, I just think that, you know, it kind of missed its mark. So I'm glad that they came back and did it as a television show because, um, you know, it needed to be seen and it needed to be heard and it didn't get its its right opportunity as a movie. So I'm glad. Um, so I'm reading some reviews on it, right? And people are saying that the nudity and the sexual activity were very queasy and it made all the viewers very just uh, uncomfortable and not in a good way. Uh, so the way that uh, women in media has changed since the 90s have made it so that way the television show can thrive, but the movie did not. Um, the, there are more stronger female characters today in modern storytelling than there were back then. And obviously we have Elizabeth Moss who was already great in Mad Men, in The West Wing, and now here she is doing great. And we have all these great actors in um, – we have all these great actors now in our current society. So I think that we're – it was great that they redid it as a television show. Also, so we can get three seasons out of this instead of an hour and 50 minutes. Um, but uh, so now I'm reading and it's saying that this the state of the union in the 1990s uh, was during President Bush Sr.'s administration when we had fundamental Christians. And I guess people were more, they were less likely to protest, but 
they didn't really need the constant reminder that their country was not too far off from this. So isn't it crazy how much politics affects the way that we watch our shows and our television and also how much we've changed. So, you know, in the nineties, they didn't want to be reminded that they live in this uh, fundamental Christian America. And now we're, we're reverting back to that, but we want to be reminded in our TV show, but also show that we can um, outcome it and uh, do better. And I think that it's incredible. So if you haven't read the book, I highly suggest you read the book. If you haven't watched the movie and you're very bored or, you know, you're trying to procrastinate from doing your math homework and you feel like you just need something else to get your mind off of it, I highly suggest you watch the movie. Um, but it just take it with a grain of salt when you do watch it because the tone is kind of, Kate's a horrible actor. I mean, not a horrible actor, but Kate's a horrible protagonist in that I could not relate with her. I did not like her. Um, but I definitely think it was worth watching and now I have it on my phone. So if I ever am doing math homework again, I might just watch it. And that'll be my new uh, way to pass time. But I just wanted to throw that out there. I didn't want anybody to think that I gave up on Handmaid's Tale because I absolutely did not give up on Handmaid's Tale. I just have so much stuff to do. But I want to put these episodes out there because it's important. And I want to catch up uh, by season three. So um, my next episode will be a regular episode on episode three from season one, which is a great episode. We have more character development from Emily, more character development from June. We could just see more about the commander and Nick. So it's a great episode. And uh, so next week I will be putting out a new episode on episode three. But I just wanted to throw this one out there since it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Um, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Praise B Podcast. Uh, send me any questions, um, any comments. And if you're going to be a handmaid for Halloween, shoot me a message. I would love to see it. Um, but thank you for listening. As always, I'm just so thankful that I even have the opportunity to do a podcast and that people would think that I'm interesting enough to listen to me talk for uh, what's now 30 minutes. So thank you. Have a good one. Bye.